Hello, friends. If you're just tuning in, welcome to the fifth season of the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. On this episode, we get to know Ollie Shepard. He's the VP of Publishing and A&R for APG. And let me tell you, he gives some really great advice, not just for LA writers, but for all the writers in general. Why don't you give us a little background? Tell me how you got to where you're at. So yeah, I guess I started um, my career as a, an intern, like many people did. I interned at Cobalt Music Publishing um, in London. I think I was there for about a year. Um, and then I somehow ended up at Warner Music Group doing the same thing and started out, um, I think 2012 was my official start date. So I spent four years there, um, initially doing more of the film and TV department stuff. And then I eventually met a bunch of the Atlantic US folks through various trips that I'd been doing. And um, that led to me meeting APG. So that was around six years ago that I came out, six years, 2016. Um, it was my first day. And yeah, it's, I've been here ever since. And again, started out doing more film and TV, which led to um, working on a lot of soundtracks, which then led um, last year to just completely sort of transitioning to still doing some of the soundtrack stuff, but really just driving our um, publishing A&R business, which has been awesome. That's exciting. So if you started off in, in uh, film and TV, was that where you desired to start? Or was it kind of like me? I just randomly took a job in a tape room and ended up in publishing. So it wasn't like I thought I, I thought I would be technically an A&R because that was a cool job, but I uh, ended up loving publishing. Was it kind of a similar route for you? Yeah, I think it's like you, at that point in time, you're just trying to find a way in. But yeah, the, the journey was just it, it wasn't like this is where I have to go. It just kind of all naturally ended up getting that way. And I think that's like one of the, one of the things that I, I love about APG is like, I think where I am now probably wouldn't have ever happened at another company, but like here, it's like, everybody is like encouraged to explore new opportunities. And, you know, if you have an itch to scratch it and just to, you know, I think if you show that you have a skill set in something or you, you have passion for something or you're just interested in it, we're very much that kind of company that's like going to let someone explore that and, and succeed if they're good at it. See, that's perfect segue because that was going to be my next. For those uh, that may not have as much knowledge of APG, will you, can you give us just a tad bit? It doesn't have to be super long history because uh, about APG, but I know, but I bet some of my listeners may not. Yeah, I, I always forget the exact year, but the, the company was founded by Mike Karen when he was... Um, an a and Atlantic. Uh, he founded um, the publishing company, which was Artist Publishing Group. I think it was like 2012, he started um, Artist Partner Group with Atlantic. That was kind of, that's been running in tandem ever since. So we have publishing and labels so, and a label. Um, the label used to be a JV with Atlantic and the publishing is, is wholly owned as is the label now. So we both, we're an independent publisher and independent uh, record company. Yes, APG Indie. I love uh, working for independents. Uh, I mean, you may not know this. I've, I've only been at Big Machine now. I jumped over here uh, mid-pandemic last year, so I'm almost at my anniversary here. But what attracted me coming on this side is working with uh, the, they have the label as well as the publishing. And, and as long as I've been in here, I've not been this uh, attached to labels. I think we all release music and develop artists now. I think as I've been a publisher, this I'd like to get your take on this as well as being positioned how you are. It's like 
when I first started out, you literally just did publishing. You'd sign artists, but you didn't do much. You mostly handed it off as soon as you got them a record deal. You do the early stuff, do the demos. But now we're just so involved, right? So we've all become like little publisher slash record labels. So it sounds like that's kind of how Mike has set you guys up as well. And so I'm going to ask this because it said VP Publishing and A&R. Are you involved on both sets of the fence then as, as far as artist development and writer development? I'm definitely more writer development. Um, the way like we structure our publishing business is like, there's an, there's an, I think we're just like, we're just very de developmental in general. Like we have a small roster, um, each A&R has like eight to 10 writers each. And, um, you know, we really put time into them and focus and, and get to know them and work with them. And I think you're able to, to just be more developmental, I'd say. So I think it's, it's similar in, in a sense, but I, I know what you're saying. So, I've heard that before in Nashville that there's a lot of like publishers signing um, young young artists to pub deals and then doing a ton of development before they eventually move on to um, a, a label deal somewhere. It is a lot of what we do. I think it's cool that you're in the the the, the writer side. What? So I'll ask you the question I get asked all the time from uh, people when I sit on panels. So what makes you want to sign somebody what is it that attracts you ollie to put your your name and effort behind somebody i think the most important thing is is a good working relationship i think we really try to um get to know writers before we we put out an offer or you know i think it's like if they're super talented like you might know you want to sign them immediately but we really try and make sure that like we can work well with a writer before we we go down that route you know, we, it's, like, it's kind of like dating. Like we just like to take it slow and want to make sure that we really get to know them. We, we, uh, we have a good workflow and that it's actually going to be a beneficial relationship for the next, you know, whatever five to 10 years or however long it, it lasts. That's really like super important to us. So I think there's the obvious thing would be talent, but I think more than that, it's just like making sure you can work together and actually be a successful team. When you say, I'm going to ask you this, uh, I get this question a good bit too. When you say a writer works hard for, for those that are listening and they're kind of going, scratching their head going, what does that mean? What do you look for? What does that mean to you specifically when you say, yeah, you know, this guy's uh, got the hustle or girl. Yeah. So I think the thing that make that we um, really look for in someone that works hard is um, that drive to get up every single day and do the best session available. It's like, if you're not going to always have the best sessions every single day, but you're gonna have great sessions every day. And as long as you're taking the best available one, I think that's really important. Um, it's like, you know, I think it's I think it's Betty White who said that too. It's like, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work every day and do the best job available. And I think that could be kind of true of writers. Like, you're not gonna have an artist session every day. It's, you know, some people might, but it's rare, you know? And like, I think you just need to work as hard as you can every single day, take the best thing that's available. You know, Ali, one of the interesting things now is seeing so many pop writers uh, moving here and a lot more getting their start here. But I got a question I get asked all the time. I'm curious to, how you answer this. Do you have to be in L.A. to be a pop writer and be successful? Uh, that's a loaded question, I think. But I'd be curious <laughs> to what you think. I don't, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I think location is, um, is probably more about the mindset. You know, I think if you, it depends what you're surrounded by. So if you're if you're in if you're in Nashville, I think you would stereotypically assume that it's going to be country leaning. But I think so. 
I think it's really just a mindset. Like if you surround yourself with country music and people who want to write country songs, I think it would be harder to, to write pop, but just because you're in Nashville to me, doesn't make it like the assumption that you would want to write country or have to write country. I think it's, it's just mindset and, and, and surroundings. So if you're in LA, it's easier because everyone here is doing pop. So, you know, you're not going to get sucked into any kind of distraction or different approach. Um, but then I also think people can do both. I think you said it, you know, the lyric is really important there. I think whenever I, if I get songs from Nashville that are for pop, um, sometimes the lyric can, can make it feel like it's not quite right for us. And that's not because it's a bad lyric. It's just like, it's just not quite right. And I think when I pitch quote unquote country songs from LA writers to Nashville A&R, I'm sure they probably think it's not quite right because the lyric isn't there either. So I think there's a, this thing about lyric is probably very, very true of both parts and just as important in both sides. But that seems to be the thing that I think is always um, the, the elephant in the room. I'm still kind of an old schooler and believe that if you really want to be successful, you got to be present to win a little bit to what you're saying. Uh, I do believe if you're not going to, because I'll use one of our writers as an example, Sarah Davis technically lives in Nashville, but and writes here frequently, but is also in LA all the time. And that's the given, I think in order to do what you got to do, you're going to have to travel a lot if you don't live, because you really got to know that. Like you said, if you really want to be a part of the scene, you got to understand what's happening tomorrow. And you don't hear that. You know what I mean? Unless you're in it, you don't hear what the the new groove or the new flavor that everybody's doing. It's going to be on the radio in the next six months, sitting in Nashville on pop radio. I don't, I tell them all, I don't, I think it's better and I think you can, but it is just a lot of work. Uh, it's my yeah. challenge. But Well, she's yeah. coming here a lot, isn't she? I mean, I think as well, it's like, do you think you can be a successful country writer if you live in LA? challenging yes uh, i i would say now more than ever the, the especially after we've gone through covid and we've learned different ways to work together that that probably now more than ever you can choose your location even with songwriting i do think it's harder though i'm just going to say it's got to be harder and i've signed writers that lived in different cities and but eventually they moved here and i'll tell you sarah's probably going to move to LA soon. You know, she's got a little hit on her hands and I'm pretty sure she'll be, <laughs> she'll be heading that way pretty soon. So, uh, it's yeah. going really well, <laughs> but that's why I think it's surround surroundings. Cause it's like, if you're, it's, if you're surrounded by people that are doing all the same thing, I think that's what makes it, um, easier or harder. So what's some of the best advice you could give to an up-and-coming writer now i have two phases of that what is it what can they do in general to improve say they're brand new and they're wanting to get a publishing deal out there in la work in the pop field what can they do to make themselves notice and then part two of that is how do they get to you these are i'm asking you questions i get so often uh from other people and so i'm curious to hear how it works in la well, I think it's just like, you know, obviously writing every day is important, even if it's just a little bit, I think it's a muscle, you got to work it, um, you know, write, write with other people. I think co-writing is really important. You know, sometimes um, you're going to get burnt out and you, the best songs usually come from co-writes. I think I definitely have, have got great songs from, from people that are hundred percenters, um, but those are rarer and harder to find. 
I think it's it's just important to build your network to you know of writers and producers yourself. You know, your publisher is one arm to your career. You as a writer need to be networking, meeting writers, and even when you're signed, none of that should stop. You should keep doing everything you did that made you successful in the first place. So that's that was the formula that got you signed. So why would you stop just because you've got a publisher? So that that's a that's a key thing. Um, and then in terms of getting it in front of people, that's one of the ways co-writes are really good because if you're writing with some people who have publishing deals already, then <clears throat> they're going to hear this new writer on the bounce or be like, who's this writer that's on the song or who's that? That's a really good way. And then obviously, you know, I think a lot of people cold email um, songs. I usually listen to almost all of them. I think a lot of people do. You just don't always respond to the ones that aren't great. So yeah, there's a lot to respond to. So it's like, (laughs) if you, you know, if you respond to everyone that takes up such a huge amount of time, but I think it's, you know, everybody's listening, I would imagine, or at least we are. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunzi, executive producer, Travis Myatt, producer, Brandon Harrington, Mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production.